Yeah, Brownsville, Brooklyn's finest, G. Moody. Yeah, man, with this, that, and the third with G. Moody, we deal with psychology too, man. This ain't no race. A lot of motherfuckers talking about, yo, G, you got to kind of stay away from the race. No, we not. But this isn't race. We examine shit here, and we unpack it and reverse engineer it. So what you're listening to is five-star podcasting. This ain't no meandering. This ain't no rambling, boring talk. This is street talk on an intelligent level, B. So get ready for it. We have this fucking football player, man. I'm not going to call his name. He plays for the Chargers. People hit me up with the video. I couldn't believe it. This dude had the obligatory white chicks. Ain't nothing wrong with that, right? So he's at some party with his brothers or whatever. And they are actually toasting and cheering and clinking glasses for the fact that they didn't have dark-skinned kids. They had lighter-skinned kids based on them getting with white chicks, right? So they were, it's like a parade. It was unbelievable. I said, okay, we got to deal with this dude's mind. It's easy to call this fucking guy all kind of names, but that's juvenile. We don't do shit like that here. We got to go at this motherfucker on some intellectual shit. Check it out. How and why does this guy despise himself in the mirror? Why? Who taught him this? And to put that on public display shows a confidence in the self-hatred. So he feels that the world feels like him. So he has to show the world, I hate me. And I know you do as well. So I'm celebrating that my kids don't look like me because I despise what's in the mirror. And I despise my family because they are dark skinned. And I got to share that with the world. Imagine the level of self-hatred pulsing through this guy's body. Imagine getting into some beef with a guy with a mind like this. If he hates himself, imagine the level of hatred he has for another black guy. This is where the petty beefs turn into fucking executions on the street. This is what I'm talking about. We deal with the mind. Obviously, this dude has an issue with skin color. But how did he get there? Get a chapter and gain some knowledge. If not from the Bible or Quran, get a book from college. It's not about being black or white. It's about everybody being all right. I pulled out my mic and the devil got hit hard. He felt the power of God. And Jesus the seventh letter made. Man, I know this motherfucker's sitting in jail asking himself, peppering himself with questions. Was it all worth it? I could have just chilled. I was famous. Did I have to join a gang? Did I have to try to kill motherfuckers when I'm just trying to rhyme? I'm not a rapper. I got into this shit somehow and I'm famous all over. People love me. And now I'm in jail. It was all a whirlwind. It went so quick. I'm talking about this dude, uh, Danny Hernandez. They call him motherfucker Takashi 69, whatever. I don't know. I wonder, and I'm sure he is, damn, why did I do this shit? And look, look at the situation it got you in, where you had, basically, you had no choice but to snitch on everybody that you were around to try to get yourself a little less time. 
if motherfuckers is offering you 300 years, but if you tell on your guys, eh, maybe 20, 10, and do you believe these guys? You're hoping to get 10, but they could give you whatever the fuck they want. Damn. You can't come out in this society knowing that you violated the code of the streets and that's not to snitch, but you told on everybody. And now the press is showing that as a uh, headline news. Basically they're sealing his fate. And these motherfuckers may let you out in five years because they know execution is on the docket. Okay, in case people don't know what happened, it's all over, but you may be listening and you don't know what the fuck happened. So let me give you some context. This actor from the TV show Empire allegedly orchestrated a hate crime against himself. So they attacked him because he was gay. They attacked him because he was black. And they attacked him because he was a Democrat. They called him a racial slur and a homophobic slur. And they said, this is MAGA country. So it was the hat trick. But allegedly, he orchestrated this whole hoax. Now, this guy is part of the gay community. He's a black man. So this is worse than a hate crime. Because imagine, you are orchestrating, allegedly, a hate crime against yourself. Now, we understand how serious hate crimes are against gay people, right? And you would think a gay guy would understand that as well, right? And also, he's black, so we went through 400 years of this shit. So for a guy to actually do this, is he not an embarrassment to the black community? Is he not a detriment to the gay community who fight so hard to get these things taken serious. This is the additional crime. This guy has a mental illness and I think there is some political motivation in this. So we need to get to the bottom of what is motive in this case. And also, this guy actually, as the case was unraveling, as it was being unraveled in front of the world, he actually tried to do damage control and go on a talk show to cry to the world and pitch a bitch about no one believing it. And they didn't believe it because, you know, I'm black and my attackers were white. You see, you kind of see the motivation, right? to try and create this narrative. So if my attackers were Muslim, I think everybody would believe me with no problem. If my attackers were black, I wouldn't be doubted. But because my attackers are white, look at the country we live in. 
gays and blacks, we have to go through this thing. Now, this is allegedly coming from the guy that orchestrated the whole thing. You cannot tell me this is a sane person with that behavior. This is why I go to mental illness. Now, as it unravels, he hires a criminal defense attorney because he knows what he allegedly did is a crime and he needs to be defended as this case unravels. And as the guys he allegedly hired to rehearse this whole hoax squealed and spilled the beans on him. This is why they were released. When you see guys being released in connection with a case, that means they told the cops what you instructed them to do. So my whole point is this guy uh, needs to be committed to a mental institution. No one in their right mind would concoct such a story knowing the trials and tribulations that the black community goes through with hate crimes and the gay community goes through with hate crimes. This is very serious. It is not a joke. But to make it a joke means you are the criminal. And whoever try to take them, I'ma break them, drag it out of them, dehydrate them. The beat makes the beat of your heart accelerate. Your pulse is a drum roll, too late to wait. A pen, a scent, adrenaline, a tendon, then begin to blend the smooth descent. Fast to prevent you from getting asthma. But try to keep up with cuts to cut has your blood pressure to the point. Never stops to clock, putting strain in the veins in the brain to blood clot. Too quick to pause it, you almost lost it. So kick along till you're all exhausted. And look what my day made, my power never fade. I keep it energetic, I hype the skate away. That kick it with the beat. We see my man 21 Savage. I like this guy. My daughter put me up on him. We was in the car. She's put me up on his song, Bank Account. That was a hot joint. I liked it. And I don't fuck with none of that trap shit. But this one was pretty good. Finding out that he was an American citizen blew my mind. He had no discernible accent. Cooling out in Atlanta, Georgia. But I don't think he was cooling out. He is now facing deportation hearings. This cat is from the UK. So now what's going to happen is uh, they're going to check out his record and see what he was doing while he was in another man's country illegally. You would think if you're here illegally, you're cooling out and it was an oversight with your visa. You go down, you straighten it out. Boom, you present your record. Yo, I was behaving myself while I was in your country. I just didn't uh, realize that my paperwork wasn't right. Boom. The judge has to take all that into consideration and more than likely, I don't know, but more than likely he would use discretion, right? Now, what if you go to the judge with a record of crimes while you were in another man's country illegally? What would you as a judge do? How would you judge that, right? Would you just overlook that or would you ship the motherfucker back to where he comes from based on his record, based on his behavior while staying illegally in another man's country, right? It's a lot of arrogance with that too. Think of the behavior. Yo, you're not supposed to be in this country and you rocking out on some crime shit. Now, if I was in another country, me, G Moody, and I'm sneaking in and I'm on some illegal shit and I get caught doing crimes, there would be no fucking deportation hearings. I would be jailed 
and then kicked out with no process. This is how they do in other places. So there's some arrogance in behavior, and that isn't going to bode well in the hearing because the judge is going to look at this motherfucker and say, you in our country illegally, and you doing stick-ups, and you selling dope? What's to hear? Stamp, put this motherfucker on the next thing, smoking to where he come from. That's what I think is going to happen because of the record while you were living illegally in another man's country. Speaks to behavior, speaks to arrogance, which will render the decision deportation. Excuse me, I'm trying to earn me a bucket too. The LMC step in. And who the fuck are you? Doc, start walking, bumping MOP to catch a nigga getting gas, putting 10 on three. The ruckus. With the mic, I blast men on sight. So off the hook, Atlanta Bell had to go on strike. Doc did it. Metaphors come AMG, kid it. Uh. 2020 vision comes tinted for being so high. So high. Man, I was going around uh, Manhattan the other day. And a lot of cats ask me, international fans, they come to New York, they hit me up via Instagram direct message, and they say, yo, G, we come to your city. Where should we go? What should we see? If you're in Manhattan, you need to bring your ass down to this Starbucks. Now, everybody knows I don't really fuck with Starbucks because of the bathroom issue and all that. But I was down in Manhattan, and this particular Starbucks is like a super center Walmart. You know, Supercenter, Walmart, they have everything under one roof. This particular Starbucks had a bar in the motherfucker. They had a bar. I was actually drinking. I had a margarita. I was cooling out, man. They got everything. It's like a club. I think this is what Starbucks has done to try to uh, endear itself after the bathroom fiasco. They say, yo, we need to make a club, man. You can understand that Starbucks said, we got to change the game. We got to change our name. Everybody's calling us a shithole because of the bathroom shit. So they came up with the name. The name is called the Starbucks Reserve Roastery Coffee Drinks and Food. They are trying to change the game because their name has gotten dragged in the mud. So now you could get lifted in Starbucks. You bring your own laptop right usually you have your laptop your books you're cooling out nobody would ever think yo you could get rum and coke in starbucks now this opens up a new problem see trying to be so nice wait until you get the belligerent motherfucker the alcoholic that's overturning the roasters because they didn't put enough liquor in his drink you see you try to do one thing and it turns into something else. Now remember, adding liquor to an establishment will create social chaos. So Starbucks better watch its ass. Like Big Pun said, he must have been dumb. He tried to snuff Joe. It must have been the Puerto Rican rum. When you add liquor into anything, cats get crazy. But I must say, this particular place is okay. Now, Woo! <laughs> a grand groove, grand groove. Catch the beat. Well, good evening, everybody. So glad you're here. All the people in the front, the people in the rear. When you came to the door, you was expecting to see grand groove rock the ceremony. Well, I'm the 
capital T, as in tech. I got the double E, which follows in the back. I'm the S, the K, and the I. I'm the lady romancer. I'm the cool fly guy. I'm the lady chaser. I'm the rhyme creator. When I say a death rhyme, Frank, you never hear one greater like a hip hop, a little hip hop. And I was talking about Kamala Harris uh, trying to pander at its lowest uh, to, the, to procure the black vote. I think these two candidates, Cory Booker and Kamala Harris, are now going to vie and one-up each other to try and get the black vote. So I think Cory Booker now, since he's seen Kamala Harris at a chicken joint, um, he has to one-up that. He has to go have a roundtable discussion, maybe in a trap house, maybe just have it in a trap house. CNN will cover it. Let's see. They have to one-up each other to do uh, black things. So she's, look, I'm eating chicken. Look, I got look, I got collards on the side. I'm going to put some hot sauce on the collards. Cory Booker now sees that and says, fuck. I, 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 was, I was planning to go to Kennedy Fried Chicken to wait on the line and have them See me as I walk up to the bulletproof glass ordering a snack box. Get up on my trap house. I've been selling since like the fifth grade. Really never made no difference with the made. That told me flip them packs and how to maintain. Get that money back and spend it on the same thing. Shorty like the way that I ball out. I be getting money time fall out. You talking cash, dog, I goes all out. Shorty love the way that I floss out. Oh, this is an alert to all the New York City people. We got to give an alert. There's a grimy motherfucker that just came home. A grimy, convicted, disgraced ex-congressman, sex offender, uh, Anthony Weiner, is now released from prison. Sex offender is now living in a halfway house in BK in Brooklyn. So anybody in Brooklyn, I'm just giving you... uh, You know how they call the Amber Alert? I'm giving you the Wiener Alert that this motherfucker is back in New York. He was doing some sexting, texting, 15, 14-year-old girls. This cat is 55 or some shit like that. So I think the community should be alerted that this motherfucker is coming back to Brooklyn. Watch your kids. He has to register now as a sex offender. This is what's coming back to New York City. So I wanted to give a special alert to all the New Yorkers, and anybody. If you see this motherfucker, watch out. Keep your kids close. He's wild. If you just got a jail from doing wild time, let's ball out. Wild out. Yo. Wild out. Come on, okay. come on, come on. Wild out. Oh, oh, oh. I pray to a law, but I'm too foul to go to the mosque. And if it's beef, I'm a murder you and know that it's I see everybody's on, my man, Money Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather, the undefeated champion, boxing champion. I think the best fighter. He never lost. That's the best. The the guy who never lost is the guy who's best. And the guy who fought everybody and beat their ass like he was fighting me, that's the best fighter. A lot of motherfuckers is on Floyd because he said, yo, I like Gucci. I'm going to go buy some Gucci. He don't give a fuck. I'm not a follower. This is what he said. I'm not a follower. I do what I want. I got the money. If I want to buy Gucci, I buy Gucci. I like that train of thought. You don't let people dictate what you do. He understands that that was a marketing strategy to get people outraged so their names could be in the national conversation. He understands that. And if that man made all that money, he has every right to spend it 
with whomever and whatever his heart desires. Everybody's killing this guy. You know, black people are not a monolith. People think differently, and that should be respected. So him buying Gucci doesn't mean he's less black, motherfucker. Shout out to my man Money May. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Dapper Dan made it abundantly clear that when everybody was shitting on Dapper Dan and he wasn't getting no money, Floyd Mayweather came up to Harlem and spent an enormous amount of money buying his clothes to get him back out there. Why you don't talk about that? He kept doing it. He kept spending his money. I didn't see Floyd put that on his Instagram. He didn't shout that out. He just did that. So that should be spoken about too. But nobody speaks about that. But this, that, and the third with G. Moody, we highlight these things that you don't fucking highlight. Send a message out to a young brother. Stay in school and learn how to love each other. With the beat, you can deliver a message. That's why I'm here in this session. While the rap keep blowing up, blowing up, blowing up, negativity keeps showing up. Take an hour, a minute, or second. Evaluate the needs of this record. A lot of y'all motherfuckers is asking for longer episodes. You know why it hasn't been that? Because we had to get our footing. You know, I came out of the gate because of the fans. I didn't want a podcast. I was cool. But I had to. And the fans said, yo, G, you need to do your own podcast. We tired of waiting for your ass. All right, so I did it. And now people are saying, yo, we love it. It's unique. It's entertaining. Only thing, we needed to be a little longer. So the fans get my respect. So whatever you ask for, you get. So it's going to be longer episodes. We just had to get our footing and understand the lay of the land because that's what time it is. This Down the Third with G. Moody is an all-encompassing podcast. Everything. That's why we call it This Down the Third with yours truly. Stay tuned. Step into the booth and give them proof that black sheep don't need jack to get loose and rip a roof, loosen a tooth, get in my fucking way some move and let our nigga get smooth. Honey's playing close cause my goods are on display so I play them like vitamins and take a holiday. I pull them like a dentist, mold them like a teacher, knock them like a bowler, fleece them like a preacher. Step, get a man, go to school, join a band, it makes no difference whether. Dress is the type of brother that will hit that ass forever, cause I'm clever. If they had played out the grievance and, and gone to trial, uh, there would have been discovery, there would have been NFL owners whose testimony would have become public, uh, they would have been able to dig into internal communications. This settlement is a result of a, of a large financial payment to the uh to the aggrieved parties yeah i'm sorry i was under the impression that mr kaepernick wanted to play football yeah i was under the impression you know he took a knee this is the nfl quarterback colin kaepernick former nfl quarterback that took a knee based on a uh, social justice issues affecting black people around uh the nation so he took a knee for that and basically the nfl and the owners after his contract was up or whatever, didn't give him the opportunity to play, right? Everybody else was getting picked up. So a lot of support for Mr. Kaepernick around the country saying this is an 
injustice. How could this guy be picked up? And he has domestic violence on his record. And Kaepernick merely took a knee for social issues around the nation. And he's being ostracized from the NFL for that. So the word was it had to be the owners conspiring together to keep him out of the league because of his protest. So Mr. Kaepernick thought the same. So he filed a grievance accusing them of conspiracy to keep him out of the league. So I thought that they were going to go through with it to the trial to prove and out the owners through discovery that they could get their emails and they could get all the text messages between the owners that would show beyond a shadow of a doubt that Mr. Kaepernick was indeed conspired against. So when Mr. Kaepernick got a settlement from the NFL, I thought, oh, so it really was just about money. I thought the whole idea was to prove they were not allowing me to play football because of my protest. And we wanted to show that me and the union and now the union itself that was backing mr kaepernick was disappointed that he took a backroom deal with a confidentiality agreement meaning he can't say shit about the league and the league can't say anything about him so now of course there is skepticism from g moody what was this all about if it only took them to offer this guy money for the whole case to collapse. So anybody coming at me, I hope you understand where my skepticism comes from. And it, and it is heightened now. So now moving forward, knowing the settlement has been taken, the pressure is on Mr. Kaepernick. What do you do now? Does he continue to play football, right? Um, does he disappear with the money or does he, dive in with uh, the social issues that he championed by taking the knee. So I'm reserving judgment, but the ball, no pun intended, is now in Mr. Kaepernick's backfield. Yo, let me to the seat, they can't cope. Feel the real, yo, it's better because I had to be better than any person majority. Negative, never. I'm all about a positive force. If you recall, it's the DOC on the board. That much greater, straight up on the fader. Up the face, at the pace. Most like Mother Doc and this is it Cause when it's hype then I feel that it's the shit Word, never will I stop and drop the beat I will, especially when after kill I'm an annihilator, standing a full 6-3 And I really don't think you wanna deal with me Hold on Dre, stop the beat Let me catch my breath Hey yo man, why you stopping? That was funky The one thing I always tell the fans Make sure you go to Apple Podcasts Rate and Review, that shit helps man Check out my rates, check out my reviews You know what time it is, 5 Star Podcast And after that go to Anchor fm slash g dash moody and support if you so choose it all helps this sound the third with g moody the 